A missionary working in India in an 83% Muslim population conveyed this story to our congregation on a recent visit. In her home, she taught English to a group of young ladies who were eager to learn the language. At the end of one session, a particular lady waited until the rest of the girls left the class on the pretense that she had a question concerning the lesson. She privately asked the missionary about Jesus Christ. She said that in her dreams, Jesus was reaching out to her and saying, Come. The missionary led the young lady to Christ in that private meeting. As most of you know, this is a very dangerous situation. Our missionary could be jailed, beaten, exiled, or even killed for converting a Muslim to Christ. According to our Indian missionary, the Muslim Quran teaches putting the offending infidel to death to save that particular Muslim family from shame. Down through time, millions have been tortured in prison and even put to death. They've had their belongings confiscated. They've been publicly shamed. They have forfeited their careers. They have been sold into slavery. They've seen their beloved children slain before their eyes and so much more because of their fidelity to Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. This exceedingly dark wickedness against the cross continues to this day, Jesus Christ said, to count the cost of salvation. In many parts of the world, calling yourself a Christian is the favorite status. In these societies, Christ's name is thrown around liberally. But what would happen? if that confession would result in the destruction of all that you hold dear. May God have mercy on our souls. Hebrews 13.3 Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. Those of you visiting this message today, would you like to find the peace that passes understanding? Do you desire to have all of your sin and shame expunged from your record as though it never happened? Would you like to find the living Christ, whom millions have found so dear, even to the forfeiture of their own lives? Would you like to be born again, born a second time? I have marvelous news. This is your day of salvation. Click on to Further with Jesus now for immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, Take a generous portion of nothing, and process that nothing through time, chance, and mutations, and the outcome is the earth, its universe, and all the marvels that your seeing eye sees, and your thinking brain contemplates. Now the record. Mutations are central to evolutionary theory. Can mutations prove Darwin's hypothesis? The field of genetics was established in 1900. Charles Darwin was dead before genetic concepts entered the mainstream. Had today's knowledge of the genome and DNA existed in Darwin's day, it is highly unlikely his theory would have seen the light of day. It may not have been a theory he himself would have embraced. An excellent article on the subject of mutations was recently published in the September 2007 issue of Acts and Facts. The author is Dr. B. Maddox, a urology specialist in Cleburne, Texas, and author of the Biological Sciences courses uh, for the Creationist Worldview Education Program offered by ICR. The following excerpts are from that feature article. One biology textbook states that an important point to remember is that the variety of genes carried by all living species is the result of millions of years of random mutation, natural selection, 
and genetic drift. But natural selection only explain, explains, excuse me, survival of the fittest. It fails to explain arrival of the fittest. Natural selection, i.e. the forces of nature, does not change the DNA of the individual animal at all and can only change the total gene pool of a species by eliminating unfit individuals, leading to the loss, not gain, of genetic information. Genetic drift or gene shuffling only involves the shuffling of existing genes within a kind. It does not explain the origination of any gene. Another textbook states, New allele genes originate only by mutation. The only way for organisms to acquire DNA other than what they inherited from their parents is for their DNA to change or mutate. If their DNA doesn't change, living things could never change regardless of how much time passes. Lizards could never become chickens and monkeys, and fish could never become philosophers. Since evolution rejects purposeful design, genetic change could only be random or accidental. The underlying genetic mechanism of evolution is random mutation, and specifically mutation that is beneficial to life. Biology textbooks and theory present positive and negative mutation to students as though uh, these were commonplace and roughly equal in number. However, these books fail to inform students that unequivocally positive mutations are unknown to genetics since they have never been observed or are so rare as to be irrelevant. The biology textbooks and other chapters teach that most mutations are pathologic or disease-causing, but they don't apply that information to evolution. The worst diseases doctors treat today are caused by genetic mutations. Nearly 4,000 diseases are caused by mutations in DNA. The human genome contains a complete set of instructions for the production of a human being. Genome research has already exposed errors, mutations in these instructions that lead to heart disease, cancer, neurological degeneration. These diseases are crippling, often fatal, and many of the affected preborn infants are aborted spontaneously, i.e. they are so badly damaged they can't even survive gestation. However, the biology textbooks, when discussing mutation and evolution, only discuss the very rare positive mutation like sickle cell anemia. The fact of some 4,000 devastating genetic diseases is suppressed from publication. The recent decoding of the human genome has allowed scientists to determine that cystic fibrosis is caused by a random change of three nucleotides in a gene that codes for 1,480 amino acid long ion transport protein. The human genome has three billion nucleotides or base pairs in the DNA. Since a random chance of three nucleotides and a three billion part geome is fatal, and the chance is 0.0000001%, how is it remotely possible that a chimp could be the evolutionary cousin of a human? The lowest estimate of the genetic differences between our DNA and that of a chimp's is at least 50 million nucleotides. Some estimates of the disparity are much higher. Quantitative information in genetics today is proving evolutionary theory as simply a man-made and irrational philosophical belief. One top geneticist recently conducted a computer analysis to quantitate the ratio of beneficial mutations to harmful mutations. 
Only 186 entries for beneficial mutations were discovered, and even they have a downside, versus 453,732 entries for harmful mutations. The ratio of beneficial mutations to harmful mutations is 0.000041. Thus, even if a very rare mutation is beneficial, the next 10,000 mutations and any evolutionary sequence would, re- would each be fatal or crippling, and each of the next 10,000 imaginary mutations would bring the evolution process to a halt. Virtually all the beneficial mutations known are only equivocally beneficial, not unequivocally beneficial. In bacteria, several mutations in cell wall proteins may deform the proteins enough so that antibiotics can bind to the mutant bacteria. This creates bacterial resistance to the antibiotic. Does this support evolutionary genetic theory? No, since the mutant bacteria do not survive as well in the wild as the native non-mutant bacteria. That is, the resistant mutant bacteria will only do well in an artificial situation where it is placed in a culture medium with the antibiotic. Only then can it overgrow at the expense of the native bacteria in the wild. The native bacteria are always more vigorous than the mutant bacteria, end of quote. Dr. Maddox wrote several paragraphs concerning mutations in the disease sickle cell anemia, and he continued with the following. The mutations described above are those that, when expressed, cause phenotypic, physically observable, changes in organisms. However, the majority of mutations are neutral mutations that do not cause any detectable change in the phenotype or body of the animal. These mutations can only be detected by DNA sequencing and are not candidates for evolutionary processes at all. Since there is no phenotypic change, natural selection cannot even remotely select for them, and they are not totally neutral, but are rather subtly deleterious because they degrade the genetic code. A better term for these neutral mutations is near-neutral. Research is demonstrating that the near-neutral mutations are accumulating far too rapidly for organisms to have avoided extinction if they indeed have existed over the millions of years claimed by evolutionary biologists. Harmful mutations destroy the individual organism, preventing the gene from being passed on. The neutral mutations will ultimately destroy destroy entire species because the uh, mutated genes will be passed on and accumulate. While instructing students that harmful mutations were more numerous than beneficial mutations, this textbook failed to disclose that even equivocally beneficial mutations, which still have a downside, are extremely rare, excuse me, about 1 in 10,000, and that unequivocally beneficial mutations are non-existent in nature. There may be a few times when the gun was fired through the hood and resulted in no immediate harm to the engine. However, improving the engine in this manner would be impossible. In the 20th century, many genetic researchers tried to accelerate evolution by increasing mutation rates. 
This can be accomplished with ionizing radiation like x-rays or chemical mutagens. Researchers gave plants and fruit flies very high doses of radiation or other mutagens in hopes that new life forms or at least improved organs would result. Decades of this type of research resulted in repeated failure. Every mutation observed was deleterious to the organism's survival. In the fruit fly research, various mutations occurred, like legs coming out of eyes, but not one improved mutation was observed. Why? Because radiation is harmful as the signs in hospitals warn pregnant patients. The preborn child is more sensitive to mutagens and thus has a higher likelihood of being harmed. Carl Sagan, in his Cosmos program, One Voice in the Cosmic Fugue, stated that evolution was caused by the slow accumulations of favorable mutations. While this may be the current popular theory, real science disagrees, end of quote. God's word is true and righteous altogether. His truth never changes. On the other hand, man's truth of today debunks his truth of yesterday, and his truth of tomorrow will debunk his truth of today. Thousands of years ago, God declares the truth that never changes. And that, by the way, is the nature of real truth. It never changes. God said, Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, Take a generous portion of nothing and process that nothing through time, chance, and mutations, and the outcome is the earth, its universe, and all the marvels that your seeing eye sees and your thinking brain contemplates. Now you have the record. <laughs>